0: with uh, Senior Kroll (laughs) I know him we uh, he was here for a little while
1: (laughs) oh he was your loss for a while
0: for like a quick minute but he was over up at 5th yeah So he he was Uh, at my uh, tech school graduation
1: he went to it
0: he was there for some course um, so I ended up meeting him here or there and then uh, he was over at fifth when I got over to Dakota
1: oh wow yeah he's um he's a character (laughs) (laughs) yes let me not speak ill of the guy (laughs) no i really um (laughs) i really don't have anything but great things to say about him um it it was funny how we met, and there's a funny story behind all, behind all that, too. Because um, I met him at a defense, or in, uh, defense orientation course, so it's the course that you need to take when you become a defense paralegal. And I didn't, you know, I was like, man, this guy goes hard in the paint, you know? like
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's a loose cannon. Um, so I was a little concerned because... We didn't know, but then he was supposed to be assigned to my office at Lackland as a defense paralegal. goes well. And I'm like, oh, that's bad news. <laughs> um, but nah, he's he works as hard as he parties, I guess. Or, or as hard as he plays. I don't know. I don't think he's a partier. He's not one to party, but he definitely plays hard and works hard.
0: Yeah, he's a lot of fun. I, I- I have messaged him last night. I was like, "Hey, I saw your podcast, <laughs>
1: man." Spaceman. man. El, Spaceman. El chico por la teléfono es muy guapo. Chico por el teléfono. What was that? The only thing I know that in uh, Biblioteca Queso. That's blackberry cheese.
0: I like him a lot. He's a good. He's good people.
1: Mm-hmm. So funny. There's someone else um, that I'm working with here that used to know you. Um, we've got Sergeant Barry here at White
0: Oh uh, Yes, I love Sergeant Barry. She's there now?
1: Yep, she just got here, I think, last month.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah so she's like, oh, yeah, I know uh Airman Simmons.
0: <laughs> small, small Air Force. Mm-hmm.
1: And even smaller Jack or so.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, she was, uh, I... Oops, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, she was, I, I would always give her all my 15s, like in bulk. <laughs> Be like, here you go.
1: That's right. Yeah. So, Because she was at the, uh, a fifth Air Force, right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, um. Good. So is it busy? You guys busy over there?
0: So I don't want to jinx it right now, but I think because of COVID, it kind of slowed everything down. <laughs> but before COVID, it was pretty busy.
1: Um. So how are you guys doing with COVID? Are there any, um, you know, any adjustments that you've had to make since or?
0: Um. I mean, so we started for like the the office portion of it we stopped um, doing walk-in appointments it's or like just walk-ins we do appointment only Um, i think that was the biggest adjustment that we made
1: about for article 15s have you have you made use of the electronic version
0: we've only done that once Um, for the most part we're able to get everybody to physically sign um, the copy of it the electronic one we did was because someone was in rom
1: okay Yeah, I think we've done a couple of those, too, Um, trying to think outside the box, especially when people are in ROM, yeah. Um, And how about courts? Have you done courts since COVID started?
0: So I haven't actually been, I just got assigned to my first court. Um, I don't think we've really done a court since COVID started. Everything was kind of on pause and on hold Just because like the travel restrictions And trying to get people here Everything got delayed So I don't believe we've actually done a court
1: I know Misawa. Sawa um, There was a sergeant I think it's a sergeant up there I talked to Not too long ago Forgot his name But they had a court marshal there oh, Purcell maybe Sergeant Purcell Something like that <laughs> I'm sorry if I messed up your name um, <laughs> but I spoke with him and I mean, they had a fully litigated court, um, and they meant, and he said that they had two general courts in one day and this is COVID. Yeah. Um, I think they were both sexual assault and they have one in the legal office and they had another one at the AL where they do ALS. So I guess at the prof uh, a professional development center or whatever. So they have one there and one in the one in the courtroom and it was fully, fully litigated. They had to travel people, um, from the States and from Europe, from all over the place.
0: Um, Yeah. Everything right now has just been pushed back. So we, we haven't done anything like that yet.
1: (laughs) How about teleworking have you, have you all done? Did you start teleworking before when it all began or?
0: So what we did was we did, um, like, Split shift. So we had like an A shift and a B shift. Um, so then that way, if first, but we were still working in the office. We had, uh, it was from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. was the first shift. And then second shift was 12 to 6 p.m. Um, so that way, in case like group A got infected, then that way we were still able to still work and carry everything on. Um, and then just a lot of cleaning the office. And we didn't have any contact with. The, whichever group you weren't in we didn't have any contact with them so that way if something happened the awful office <laughs> didn't get taken out right but uh, we didn't really telework though
1: okay so you guys essentially fully operational yes okay all right um good so uh, we're here with ermine simmons a1c simmons uh, from Yokota Air Base. And really, um, so how it, it, how this all came about is the announcement on Yokota Air Base Facebook page, so on their official Facebook page, um, recognizing you as, you know, as their airlifter of the week, I think is what they call it. Um, so, and they do that for, for all airmen, you know, Big A essentially on the enlisted side. Um, across the base, so I think you know that's a that it's a pretty cool uh, you know award and, and recognition uh, because that's one that you know it's it's all the career fields all around the uh, around the entire base, so that was really cool. Um, but not only have you so after that, you know that kind of that was like wow, that you know that's definitely a high performer, one of the high performers that we have. Uh, in the career field and, and and one of the things that we've been doing is making sure that we highlight high performance uh, high performance through the podcast um and then as i'm doing more you know we're doing more research on Erman simmons it turns out that she was also the paralegal of the month for the entire air force in march so back in march uh, so i didn't know that Or maybe, you know, maybe at the time when I saw it, it was like, yeah, right. Like another airman Airmen getting Performer of the Month, which is great. Um, But now, you know, putting two and two together, it's like, all right, there's, you see a trend here. Um, And then not only that, but also uh, amongst other uh, awards have been uh, Hard Charger, right? Hard Charger of the Month, recognized by the top three. Uh, Diamond Sharp Award, recognized by the First Sergeants. And been coined left and right by the first sergeants as well, um, and other individuals. So really um just been crushing it over there at Yokota And this is it's good and I'm glad that we get to that we get to talk to you here today. Um so before we start, just uh if you wanna go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Okay. Um, so, my name is Amber First Class Mallory Simmons. I have been at UCODIS since July of last year. A little bit about me I am a paralegal. Um, I've been doing it uh, for a little bit now. I, oh man, I'm currently in school. I get to graduate in two weeks with my bachelor's, so that's pretty exciting. Um, when I'm not working and not doing homework, I like to just go outside, go hike, um, just I don't know, I'll try to have a little bit of fun outside the office. But other than that, um, yeah, I just kind of focus on work a lot. <laughs> it's just a little bit about me.
1: All right. Awesome. Okay, so we'll, uh, we'll definitely cover um, some other things. And we'll just go, uh, we'll start essentially a little, a little bit of background to, you know, where, where you're originally from.
0: Um, so I spent most of my time um, in Illinois. Um, it was a little town called Wood River, Illinois, about 45 minutes outside of St. Louis. Um, and then the last five years, I trans, I worked I lived in Georgia, um, North Georgia, and then now I'm in Japan. So <laughs> I had a little bit of a late start. Um, I so I joined the Air Force when I was 27 years old. <laughs> Uh, so probably, you know, a little bit older going into basic training. Uh, I worked for a company called AT&T before that. And I just wasn't happy with it. I wanted to do something else. So I ended up leaving and just randomly deciding I'm going to join the Air Force. And so here I am. <laughs>
1: That's okay.
0: kind of how I got here.
1: <laughs> All right. So, um, okay, so Illinois, you went to go to Georgia. Was it in Georgia then that you were working with AT&T?
0: yeah so i actually well for one year i was in illinois and then at the time um, our headquarters was in was in atlanta so i was like cool i'm gonna move to atlanta that's where headquarters is um i wanted to go that route Um, so i did i transferred ended up going where i wanted to but then still still wasn't fully satisfied with what i was doing Um, but i did get stuck there for a little over five years (laughs) and then just decided that i wanted something different Um, but yeah, that's how I ended up being in uh, Georgia.
1: Okay. Now, were you re- uh, essentially retail at at and t or
0: So I did a little bit of everything. Um, I was mostly in retail. Um, I did management, and then my last job that I did there I ended up transferring to an individual contributor role, where I was like, um, I was still a man, in a management position, but it was more of um, going to people's houses. Um, and having more of like a personal interaction with somebody and setting up their services at their house, which was like a pilot program they were doing. So I did that. Um, yeah, so a little bit of everything, but mostly mostly management and retail.
1: Okay, great. So, I mean, that maybe speaks to some of the leadership um, that you've displayed and <laughs> some, um, some of the great work that, that you've done since, <laughs> since, you know, being in, in Yokota. Um, all right. So how did the idea of joining the Air Force uh, happen? Like, did you have people that you know that are in the Air Force or have been in the Air Force or how did that come about?
0: So for me, um, so my uncle was the Air Force reservist. Um, he retired doing that. Um, so it always kind of been on my mind. My grandpa was a World War II vet, um, but that's kind of all the military that I knew. Um, Personally for me, so whenever, like I said, I'm a little bit older. um, So when September 11th happened for me, for some reason, that was just, uh, my mom was a flight attendant. So for that, for me, hit a little bit more personally, just because how realistic that could have been my mom. So I think that was kind of a motivating factor for me that I wanted to join the military. I wanted to try to be a part of something bigger than what I was, what I was doing. And at the time, I think I was nine when it happened. Um, But I just remember that. And ever since then I really just wanted to join the military and like I said I just had a slow start doing it but here I am
1: (laughs) but right okay all right good so when so you decided that you were going to join and then you joined from Georgia then is that where you where you saw the recruiter and stuff
0: yes I started everything um I started everything in Georgia And then that's where I went through there. Um, I got I flew out from there um, to go to basic training. I did everything. Okay,
1: good. And then so the decision to go in open general, because that takes some courage. (laughs) Especially with the different options being out there that are, you know, (laughs) tend to be less desired than others. Um, Yeah. How did did you say, okay, yeah, I'm going open general. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So I was really impatient when I was ready to go. um, I really like once I made the decision to join there first, I'm like, cool, let's go. I'm ready. I've been working with my recruiter for months. Um, Open general was not originally what I was going to do. I really wanted to either do like medical or Intel. I had all these great ideas of what I wanted to do and nothing was open. And I waited six, seven months. My recruiter finally called me. He's like, Hey, I just put you in open general. (laughs) He was like, when you get to basic training, uh, you'll have a a smaller list of things to choose from and it'll be a lot better. And this is the day you're leaving. And I was just like, didn't really know what that meant. And I was a little nervous because I was like, wow, that's, you know, all right, when am I leaving? And it was like two weeks from the time that he called me. So, but I was ready to go. So I was like, let's see what happens. And then I got to basic training and, He was kind of right. Um, there was a list I had to fill out. (laughs) The jobs were a lot less because it was only the jobs that the air force needed and paralegal was one of them. I never thought about being a paralegal before, but I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. I'll put it on my list. So, (laughs) and then here I am. (laughs) that's how that happened. It wasn't, um, I had never looked at it prior to going in open general and that was one of my options. So, I was just like, cool, I'll put that down.
1: <laughs> so what did you know about paralegal or paralegal um, as a job? And, and, and have you, you know, well, how do you, you know, what had you learned about that before?
0: So before I put that on my list, because um, I mean, like I said, I did everything at basic. So even putting down my jobs is very, you know, kind of hurry up, put it down, turn your paper in. I didn't really know anything about it in my head. I was thinking of like law and order um, and like the TV shows I had seen, like that was about my knowledge of lawyers and paralegals. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do it. But then I saw the other options on there and I was like, man, I don't know if I want to do that either. Um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting for me. It was kind of like a gamble. Like, and then when I got an interview to be a paralegal and they were like, well, you can turn it down if you don't want it. But then basically they're just going to pick something for you. So I ended up just being like, okay, well, let's do it. It came up twice. I was like, I'll just, you know, guess going to be part of law and order. I didn't really know. A whole, I didn't really know a whole lot about what I was getting myself into, but I was open for it.
1: Nice. What was the interview like? Over, like- <laughs> Do you remember like what they asked? Well
0: so, <laughs> well, so what happened was they called like 10 of us out of our training class and they were like, Hey, come here. We gotta, you got to, you got to do an interview for a job, but they didn't really specify what it was for. And I got there and I immediately had to do like a little typing test. Um, and then they called us all in a room. And they, they talked for a little bit before I even realized what I was in there for, because honestly, I'd put a couple Intel jobs down. So my head was like, cool, I think I'm going to get this Intel job because I think they're interviewing for it. And halfway through it, I realized it was for being a paralegal. And I was like, what are, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, so it was kind of fun. Um, they did, you know, give a pretty really good description about the job. Um, things you might, you know, things you might see, making sure that you're comfortable with being a paralegal. They were very upfront and open about that aspect of it. Um, but, I, you know, I sat there, I listened um, to what everyone had to say, and I decided that I think this is a good move for me. I think I will enjoy it. And I just kind of went with my gut, because I was honestly also afraid of what I might get if I didn't select being a paralegal.
1: Gotcha. So I have a question. Um, yeah. Because... It seems like I'm not sure if the recruitment and basic training is it's going to go completely away, but I do know that we're going to start recruiting people or 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 you know giving people jobs before they actually come into you know coming to the air force so during the recruit recruiting process um, that's when that's when it's going to happen so if So in your case, right, so in your case, if your recruiter had come to you and said, hey, I do have one job and it's paralegal, you know, would you be willing to take it? Now, do you, do you think or maybe, I don't know, would it have been different or would you just still said, no, nah, just give me up in general?
0: So I think if my recruiter would have said, hey, I have a paralegal position, do you want it? Um, I don't know if I would have taken it because I was really excited about some other opportunities that were on my list. Um, and I was pretty, I was, I was open with the idea of going in open general because I thought it would give me a better chance of getting a different job. But I think if they did it where you got to do a walkthrough, kind of see the office, have a real understanding of what your day to day was going to be like. Um, I might've, I might've done it. Um, cause like I said, I, was really nervous selecting it because I didn't really know anything about it. And it wasn't, I had kind of been doing retail and like corporate stuff and I really didn't want to be in an office. I was pretty excited about maybe even jumping out of plane or thinking I was going to do something a little bit different. Um, So I don't know at the time um, if I would have went with it, but honestly now I'm glad that I did, but it just depends on how they would have done it. So if I got to do, like I said, like a walkthrough and, you know, got to talk to people and say, hey, how do you like it? Um, it might have changed my mind. I don't know if it, if it would have changed it to do it or not do it. I think it depends on who I talk to, but I definitely think it worked out the way it was supposed to because I think I'm a little good at it.
1: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you see, th- I'm, not, I'm not saying that I'm necessarily worried about it, right? I just don't know how much knowledge there is out there as to what you know what really being a paralegal all entails. And and I, I don't even think it's fair to compare the paralegal duties in the military or in the Air Force and paralegal duties in the civilian world because it's 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 not the same, right? And to me the most exciting part of what we do is military justice, really. Right. And that's not a thing <laughs> in the civilian world. Um, no, again, not turning it off. I think we're valuable assets in the civilian world because we do learn a lot of different things, uh, with contracts and civil law and claims, and, and that's like ethics, and that tends to be the thing that they're really looking for in the civilian world, not so much justice per se. Um, but I don't know, to me, like courts and 15s is where it's at. Hmm. Okay. So that's, that's interesting. That's an interesting point. Okay. So you get, how early do you get notified then? Is it right after the interview that you get notified that you actually had paralegal or when did you get um, the news about that?
0: So I didn't find out until about four days from leaving basic training. I didn't even know where I was going until the last day I got my plane ticket and it said I was going to Maxwell. And I remember in the paralegal training, they were saying that the training was in Maxwell. So I didn't really even put it together until I was leaving and getting on the bus that, Hey, I'm a paralegal. This is where I'm going. Um, so I, I feel like it was that last week that I really figured out this is where I'm going. Cause they didn't really confirm or tell you anything. Um, it was like I said, that last week that I figured out, Hey, this is where I'm going. Um, I think I am going to be a paralegal because they don't tell you the day. Oh, but you have, you do have interviews and they ask you a bunch of questions um, to kind of figure out if you're going to be a good fit or not. But I didn't find out till weeks after um, that. I actually did get it and this is what I was going to be doing. This is where I was going. So that was, that was definitely interesting for me because I definitely like knowing things and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know anything until the last minute, but.
1: Wow. <laughs> okay, so on the bus, like, I don't know where I'm going. You're going to Maxwell. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm gonna going to be a paralegal, unless I'm going to be a pilot, but yeah. All right, so in basic training, though, I forgot to ask you, were you in the newer dorms or were in the older dorms?
0: So I was in Disneyland. Um, I was in the newer um, dorms.
1: I <laughs> hear there still have some flights that are still stuck in the old dorms
0: they do i had to do um i had to do a training because actually when i went to my paralegal interview i missed one of the trainings we had to do that was an all day um so i actually had to go over to the older side and it was a lot different it was a whole different world over there (laughs) so i got to experience that for just just part of a day
1: (laughs) wow yeah no i can't i can't imagine (laughs) it. it is different um I've never seen the new um, the new facilities. I was I was at Lackland. Um, I think I left in 2013, and there were still. I think the newer facilities were under construction still, so I don't even think they were finished then. Um, so I can not imagine how different <laughs> they really are. <clears throat> okay, so you're on the bus. You're going to Maxwell Paralegal. Get to Maxwell. Uh, and going to the Jack school. What do you think? What was your first impression?
0: So for me personally, it was a little overwhelming because like I said, I was, at the time, I just got my phone back on the bus and I'm trying to Google what a paralegal is, what it's going to entail. And like you said, it it is very different from the civilian world. Uh, When I went through tech school, it was very fast paced and it was before they revamped it. So it's just a lot of, it was a little overwhelming because it was just like new play, another new place. Um, they did give us the curriculum of what we were going to be doing. And it was like, oh, wow, this is a lot. Like, I hope I can keep up because I wasn't really familiar with anything paralegal. And I don't know if anyone really was. So it was a little overwhelming at first, but I ended up making it through it. So, <laughs> but it was definitely a, kind of a shock. I got to see everything and get to see the school. And I was very excited, but also like, man, I hope I can do this because this is really different from what I've done before, but it ended up being really good.
1: So when do you think it hit you that you were like, yeah, I think I'm going to enjoy this or yeah, I think I'm going to be pretty good at this?
0: Honestly, it didn't even hit me until probably a few months after being here at Yokota, because even in class, um, the class portion for me was a little bit harder because I'm more of a hands on and that's how I learn. Um, I definitely struggled with trying to memorize everything and get through class and know what we were doing. But once I got here at the base, it was a lot better because I got hands on. I really got to understand what I was doing. Um, and a few months after being here, I was like, man, I really like this. I can, I can do this. Like I get it. (laughs) So it took a little bit of time for me to figure out if I was going to like this or not.
1: Okay. All right. And let's talk about your assignment. So, um, I know in basic training, you get an opportunity to write down the basis where you want to go to, right? Yes. What did, what, what did you (laughs) have on there? Was Japan anywhere on there?
0: Uh, so when, when I was going through basic, they told us, so honestly, I didn't want to go overseas at first. I only went in stateside. Um, and they told us you have to put overseas down. You have to fill out your list. Um, and again, it was very quick. So it was kind of fill out your list, do this. Japan was on my list. I didn't honestly even know Yokota was on there until I got selected to come to Yokota Air Base because I was just picking random things because they were like, oh, you're a first-time airman. They're like, you won't go overseas. Um, So they're like, don't worry about what you put. put, Just put something random. So as in what I did, I literally just put some random bases. And, you know, (laughs) I didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it because I am like, I'll go anywhere in the States. I don't care where they send me. And then here I am in Japan.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, where did you want to go?
0: Oh, man. Honestly, I wanted, like I said, I would have gone anywhere in the States. Um, but looking back, knowing that I'm here now, because whenever, so they didn't announce where our assignments were until we were in tech school. And everyone was super excited. I was actually the only one that got Japan and everyone was super excited that I was going, told me how much fun I was going to have, um, how great it was going to be. And then I kind of changed my view on it to be like really positive, like, okay, this is going to be fun. I'm going to like it. Um, but honestly, like where I wanted to go in the States was probably just Florida. Like I was pretty basic. I just wanted to go to a beach, see some water. i um, <laughs> like, I didn't have very high expectations I'm like if there's water I'll be happy <laughs> so that was kind of my thought process of making my list um, like I said I didn't didn't put much thought into it because I was like yeah I'll go wherever it'll be fine but it ended up working out and I actually really like it here and now instead of only wanting to go over the states I only want to go overseas now so I think that actually worked out for the better
1: <laughs> yeah my favorite place to go to is Tokyo I love Tokyo um... So I was, I was at Kadena for eight, eight years uh, in Okinawa, um, and yeah, I loved it. So, I mean, I, I wanted to stay there even longer, um, but I traveled a lot to, to go to Tokyo and visit. I never went to Yokota, but I was definitely in the Tokyo area and the fish market. Have you been yet to that area?
0: I haven't yet. Um, honestly, I haven't traveled too much since I've been here um i've only done a couple hiking spots and i'm like i said i'm pretty basic i haven't really traveled too much yet i just went to Shimoda beach um this weekend and that's about as far as i've traveled
1: <laughs> and tokyo is awesome i love tokyo and you know uh, it's to me so when i when i compare because it is very it's, it definitely has the feel of new york city or at least you can compare it to New York City a little bit, but it's just such... And again, if anyone watching or listening is from New York City, I mean no disrespect when I say that Tokyo is just a much more improved version of New York City. Uh, It's just the streets are cleaner. uh, The public transportation is cleaner. The subway stations are well-maintained. Um, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. Right. Um, and it's divided. It's great. Cause it's divided kind of like by districts, right? So you have like the shopping district and you have the fish market district and you have like the video game district and the, and the bar and partying district and everything is, you know, uh divided nicely for whatever it is that you want to do. So. Um, yeah I'm definitely a, a huge Tokyo fan so if you I'm sure you'll make it out there um, eventually
0: yes, I definitely I definitely plan on traveling more and uh, seeing a little bit more it's just been a little a little hectic just because of COVID and not trying to you know expose myself any more than 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 I need to but definitely getting a little bit braver like I said I finally saw a beach so I was I was really excited. I didn't even do anything but just see water and I was so happy to do that. So <laughs> I'll probably be doing a little bit more coming up soon.
1: That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of different um well I don't know how much water there is in Tokyo per se. Um, <laughs> I know there's Fukuoka <laughs> on the on the on the west in Japan. There's but Kadena is great. So if you ever want to make it to Okinawa, the plane tickets were pretty cheap too. Um because uh, I know from Okinawa to to Tokyo, it was like, I don't know, hundred two hundred dollars round trip maybe, um and it's really nice. But there's also other, you know, other options like what if Indonesia or um, Thailand and all these other places.
0: Yeah, I say I definitely my my list is growing of things that I want to do, and Okinawa is, is on there. I've would love to go there and spend one or two weeks there, so that's that's on my to do list
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Yeah, no, it's great. it's um a lot of like scuba diving, all kinds of crazy stuff that you can, I can talk about Okinawa all day, so <laughs> uh, that's the spot all right so so Yokota right you get assigned Yokota at first, you're like, "How did I get Japan?" <laughs> But sure, let's go, why not? Um, And then you get there, meet the team. So what was your your first impression of of getting to your first base?
0: So it was actually a really great experience. Um, My sponsor was amazing. She emailed me like a couple weeks before I got there. She was really responsive. She had like a room set up, my PO box, like she was on it. She had everything set up for me. And whenever I arrived here, like the whole office <laughs> was there to meet me at like the terminal. So it was like, I don't know, that was just really neat. I don't know if that's just like a Yakota thing, but um, I didn't remember anyone's names, <laughs> but everyone was like super nice. They they met me after this really long plane ride um, and it like poured rain. <laughs> I felt really bad because it like poured rain when they were trying to help me with my luggage. And I'm not good at packing lights. <laughs> I had so many suitcases and they were so heavy. Um, and the cars are really tiny, so it took like a couple of cars to fill up. Um, and then everyone got drenched and I felt really bad, but it was a really fun experience and everyone was so welcoming and yeah, like everyone just met me there and it was like so cool. Um, and then the time difference hit the next day, but it was a really neat experience. Like I said, I had a great sponsor and, um, she even took me out to Tokyo, showed me how to use the train system. Um. I ate some ramen. It was it was really neat. I don't know, like I said, if that's like just a Yakota thing or if my next space will be that awesome. But um, it was definitely neat seeing everyone meet me there and being so excited that I was there. So I really, I really appreciated the welcome and it made me feel like this is going to be an awesome base. Like it was just really great.
1: Good and oh, and you got there, you said you got there in the summer, right?
0: Yes, I got here last July.
1: So weather, um as far as weather wise, it was everything I think, you know, that's perfect time to to be there, I think.
0: <clears throat> it's it's funny because I think even today they say it rained the hardest when it came in than it has, like even today. Like it just poured for like a good five ten minutes. <laughs> it was good.
1: Perfect time and welcome to Japan. <laughs>
0: You're right. Thank it's everyone. like here I am and then everyone got drenched. I'm like crazy. By the way, I have like a billion bags, and they weigh a lot so <laughs> it it was fun. I had a lot of fun
1: <laughs> nice, and that's good yeah no i i mean, I don't think it's it's specific Yokota thing I think other offices try to try to do that, but I know that it's um it's pretty cool when they when they get out there and and <laughs> welcome and and welcome someone in, you know typically under better circumstances as far as you know the rain and everything like that but still cool nonetheless um all right so you got there and then where did you start um where did you start working once you got there
0: i think i started the next day um because i got in pretty early the day i arrived and then i'm pretty sure the next day i showed up at the office it either was the next day or the day after that i showed up um like i said i i had to adjust to the time difference but i started pretty much as soon as i got in
1: and then you were, you were assigned to where um, in the office?
0: Oh, I was, I'm so I'm still in adverse actions. Um, that's where I was originally assigned to. And I started, I mean, I started doing 15s as soon as I got in. Um, they showed me how to do it. I got, you know, my little desk set up for where I was going to be. I started learning a lot. Um, pretty much as soon as I got in, it was like, hey, here's this. Um, we're going to show you how to do it. We're going to teach you. And then I just kind of made it because they told me it's kind of like my program so I can kind of run it how I wanted to. So I just started learning as much as I could about it and then kind of setting it up how it would, would work for me and just kind of had a lot of fun with it.
1: And how was your relationship with the first sergeants or, or how, how soon I guess did you establish that relationship?
0: So for me, um, so my supervisor is really good about pushing you know, the first sergeants over to me saying, Hey, this is Ammon Simmons. She's going to be your new point of contact. Um, cause I think maybe the first week they would go to kind of their familiar face of who they, they knew, but then they would kind of kick him back and say, Hey, no, this is who you're going to be working with. And so I immediately got to develop that relationship with them. And then in the beginning, I did a first sergeant like symposium, um, where I got to cut kind it. Of, I got to introduce myself and talk about Article 15s and letting them know, hey, I'm gonna be you know, your go-to if you need anything, here's my information. So I kind of got to do that pretty early on. And like I said, anytime anything would come in, I would directly be calling them, emailing, and I got to kind of build that relationship with them early on, and I think that definitely helped. So I'm not sure where it like, cut off at, but um, basically um, after like I did like the first Art Symposium, I got to introduce myself and say, hey, I'm your new POC. And we also did, um, I want to say it was like a breakfast where I got to also where all the first sergeants were. They had like a first sergeant meeting. We went in, everyone kind of introduced themselves because we had, one of our new captains was taking over adverse actions. So we got to introduce ourselves all together. And so that was really helpful.
1: Good. I know that, well, sometimes it can be a little intimidating um, for newer airmen or, you know, or difficult. Maybe not intimidating per se, but maybe a little more difficult to um, establish that relationship off the bat with the first sergeant. So. Well, that's good that you were able to, you know, to establish that quickly. Yeah, um, I was like at
0: first I think. Oh, sorry, I was like at first I think I was a little bit nervous calling them because I, you know I didn't know anything about the military and I was just kind of. Brand new and trying to figure everything out, and so I think at first I was a little intimidated by it. But just as more time went on, I got more comfortable. I learned like the lingo, and we have acronyms for everything. And I was finally starting to learn, you know, what things meant when people would call and ask me things. So I think the as more time went on, I got more comfortable with it because I was more confident in my job and you know knowing what AFI to reference. And just the as more time went on, I I was able to learn more about what I was doing in my job. And so I think I think that helped too.
1: Yeah, so no that's really good. Um, so as adverse actions, do you also do discharges?
0: I do. Uh, well, I did. So we had a discharge clerk, but she actually left a few months after um, I got here. Um, so I started taking over discharges from October up until last month when we got our new discharge clerk in. So I got to run the discharge, the discharges as well as um, Article 15s and the motions. So I was a little busy. <laughs>
1: That's right. No, absolutely, yeah, you were. And how's the um, how's the Article Fifteen tempo over there? Like, how many do you average? Like on a, any given month?
0: So at the beginning of the year, uh, the first quarter, we had closed out like twenty five or twenty six NJPs. Um, so it was definitely it was higher than the up and the years prior to that even looking back to like 2017 but I think once COVID hit um it slowed everything down a little bit but we were definitely busy I know at one point in a two-day span I had done like 16 or 17 article fifteens because something had popped off on bay so it was a little busy but now it's kind of slowed down a little bit because of COVID but I think our average now is still going to be more than last year
1: okay yeah um yeah, some things are are picking up here as well um, because of the stop movement and cor- people busting quarantine and stuff like that. So, so those are introducing <laughs> new offenses now. Um, we had to bust out the, uh, the I can't remember which article it is, but the one for quarantine.
0: quarantine. okay.
1: Yeah, I so said we
0: haven't we haven't had a quarantine yet, but we definitely have had like. Uh, like breaking the restrictions and going out past when you're not supposed to, you're just going like hot zones. But they they are starting to relax it a little bit, um, so I imagine stuff will probably probably come up pretty soon.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, and then so this charges fifteen, and, and it seems it's, so. I have your your package here for uh, <laughs> an upcoming important board that is happening here. Um, we're hoping that you know everything goes well with that um but it seems it, it says here that you did some demotions as well well oh, right yes. and you mentioned that you did demotions discharges 15 so out of those three which ones do you prefer to do which one did you like the most
0: um so at first when i had discharges my first discharge package was super overwhelming for me because i didn't know anything about it but now um i kind of really like putting the packages together and although it's a lot of a little bit of paperwork on it. Um, I learned a lot from doing that. Okay. Um, so I could, yeah, No problem. Um, so I think the discharge program. I kind of enjoyed being able to put that together, uh, kind of making making it my own. I did have quite a bit of help from my captains helping me build some templates, but I really like putting those packages together, getting to look at everything. Um, you know, kind of helping the first sergeants do that and working together. Like I said, I definitely didn't enjoy, you know, somebody being, you know, discharged from the Air Force. But I think just the process itself, getting to put it together, uh, I really liked that process. It was, it was neat to get to learn it, and I feel like I learned a lot more by being able to do that um, than I think the 15s were good. But kind of once you do it, like they're not really difficult to put together. I don't think um, so. The discharge, I feel like I got to learn a lot from that and really dive into the discharge AFI and learning you know, if this is, then you have to do this and how putting all the evidence together and everything works. I feel like I learned the most from being able to do the discharge program for a couple months.
1: Yeah, good. No, I enjoy doing discharges. I, do, I did discharges exclusively for a year at Lachlan. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all, it's a discharge primarily. That's it. That's all I did. Um, so we're doing basic training discharges, technical discharges and permanent party discharges. So it was a lot, <clears throat> but it's fun. But I I, I like article 15s. My thing is article 15s. Uh, if I could just get paid to do that, <laughs> we'd be <going. laughs> Um. So there were, let's see. It also says that you did some civil law. So did you get some civil law experience as well? As far as on the front is, do you have a, how's your, office essentially structured
0: um so, we're, so right now we're down quite a few paralegals um so that's i think why i've been doing quite a bit of the civil law side of it um we do have somebody that helps out the front desk uh, like answering phones preparing uh the paperwork and everything and then we do have a paralegal up at the front as well um, we do a lot of fill its like rotation so like a lot of notaries um poas just basic things and wills that's about the majority of what I've been doing for civil law, just helping out. Like I said, we've had a lot of shortage um, just because people PCSing and um, going to seven-level school. Uh, so it's it's been a little low-manning on that, but just mostly filling in at the front desk, helping answer the phones. Like I said, getting the power of attorneys uh, set up and some will practice.
1: Good, yeah, that's, that's always um... – uh, a constant for us uh, I don't think it's something that we can escape we'll always be summoned to the front desk and to do a notary here and there and um, I mean I guess that's the part of our of our customer service right I mean otherwise our customers would only be commanders and first sergeants but um, well for the most part as far as justice is concerned but with the civil law that's where that's where the customer service comes into play and you know getting all the deployers and the powers of attorneys. And, um, and everything else. So, and the phone calls, which are, you know, it's it's an adventure. It's an adventure being at the front desk answering phone calls because, I mean, the, the, the things that people will ask, um, because they'll ask us anything, right? Like, it's kind of strange, but I'll try to help you out. Um, okay. And then, so some of, there's some things here as well that I see that, that you've done. Uh, out in the community um so talk to me about some of these things that that you've been involved in and how did you go about getting involved in those things is something that you wanted to do was it something that you know you were encouraged to go out and do how did that all happen
0: so are you referring to uh, like volunteer events or just like getting like going to the marine camp like which specifically
1: oh, all of those right so the volunteer the and also <laughs> right and that one as well um with the marine corps
0: um so i think first i'll touch on the marine corps just because i think even to right now i think that was the best experience i've had so far um basically i got to do i got to be a part of their um professional military education like pme course um for their lance corporals so for them when they're in order for them to get promoted. Um, so there, it was the Lance Corporal Seminar, which means they were E3, but for them to get promoted to Corporal E4, you have to go through a whole week worth of training. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to be a part of that. And that was, I think, by far the best experience I've had so far, getting to um, interact with another branch of service, get to learn, you know, how they do things. Um, so I was really fortunate and I had a lot of fun getting to learn from them and. Um, they do things quite a bit differently from what I've experienced, um, so that was that was just so much fun. Like I said, my leadership put me up for that, and I was fortunate enough to get selected for that. And like I said, it was it was just a lot of fun getting to learn, you know, how they do things in their day to day. It's quite, a, like I said, it's quite a bit different from here. But that was just a great opportunity for me, and I really enjoyed it.
1: So what what sort of things were you doing there then? Like, what was it like?
0: Can you hear me? I think it's frozen.
1: Uh, I can hear you, but your image is frozen. How about me?
0: Okay, I can see you now. <laughs> okay. just, it just froze for a minute. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> All right, no worries. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But what what was it like? What what sort of things were you um were you doing?
0: Uh, so we did a lot of PT. <laughs> okay. Like a lot. Well, what, what um, it was, was definitely PT? a lot different from. What was PT like okay? So, for example, so for the first day that we did. Cause I wrote it down because you know okay. I like remember what I do. So the first day, the PT was our warmup was actually doing sprints. <laughs> and not just like, you know, like a couple of sprints, but probably five or ten minutes worth of sprints. where you like I thought that was the PT. I'm like, okay, cool. We did some sprints. I'm good. No, that was our warmup. Um so then we did from the sprints, so we did three count push-ups, which is basically three and one. Um so we did 23 count push-ups. Uh we did more running. Uh they really like to run like a lot. <laughs> um weighted lunges. We did three sets of 20. We did some tire flips. I like this really big tire. We flipped it halfway down a field. And their field's really big. Like it's it's not like a little field, it's a pretty large field. And then we did in between dying between each section, we would do burpees. Uh because you weren't really supposed to not be doing anything. <laughs> so in between. Try and breathe, we were doing burpees. So that was just day one of PT. Um, so I think that for me was a lot different um, than Air Force PT, but their standards are a lot higher. Uh, mm. But <laughs> that was my first day. And then uh, we broke off into class. Um, so basically what it was, because like I said it, you know, it was a, it was a training course. So after, after we did PT, we'd meet in kind of like a not a gym but it's like an auditorium kind of and then we broke out into like three groups and then we just did facilitation throughout most of the day um so they would talk about like marines leading marines uh we got to do open forums of like what leadership style do you like um how do you deal with conflict it was really just learning about how to once you get troops of your own cuz for them once they hit E4 they're actually assigned they're assigned their own Lance corporals and they're immediately put into that leadership position um so it was really just learning about how to to be a leader and what works, what doesn't work and opening it up for just honest, open conversation of, uh, they definitely didn't hold back for what they did or did not like. And I think that was really neat. I got to, I got a lot of takeaways from, from being there for that week.
1: Right. Yeah. That's, I guess maybe, maybe their version of, uh, of ALS, <clears throat> Um, that I'm sure you'll be in ALS here soon, maybe within the next year or two. Um, but it's, it's similar, less PT. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you won't be flipping tires, that's for sure. Um, any um, toggle war type stuff during the course? Um,
0: so. So they did do this one thing. So they tied like a bungee rope around you and you had to wait. And so it was connected to like this really long rope. And so the other person was sprint as far as they could. And as soon as you felt tension, like on yourself, you had to like, you basically you just kind of took off sprinting because it, it kind of catapulted you forward. Um, but it was really fun, but also really terrifying because if you missed a step, you were totally going to fall on your face. And I didn't want to do that in front of everybody. <laughs> but yeah they did all kinds of weird stuff that I'd never seen before um they even did like their warm-ups were like 100 pull-ups and I'm like I can do a pull-up this is good uh so he like said said it's just really different but I was able to keep up so I was super proud of myself but it was a lot of fun um I was also really tired but it was a lot of fun yeah
1: I feel like as an Air Force member we need to fill out like a high you know like risk activity form every time that we do pt with the marines you know
0: So like, they definitely joked about are you getting hazard pay for being with us because it was just so different from you know you know our pt is pretty lax like you know go run a couple laps uh do some push-ups some sit-ups and they're like hey let's go flip some tires and do like 100 pull-ups and you know every station was half of it was probably about what we did. So (laughs) like I said, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I'm definitely stepping up my own personal PT. So that way, um, hopefully when they have another one, if I'm fortunate enough to go to that one, I will, I will be ready for it (laughs) because I was definitely not prepared.
1: (laughs) Be ready for it for sure. That's super cool that you were able to get that experience early on, you know. Um, And it's also cool because we don't really have that opportunity at every base. So um you know that they have that and that they welcome other you know sister service members that's really good so good on you for for joining them and, and definitely uh <laughs> good on you for keeping up with them as well or, or just keeping <laughs> up right not like passing out and so that's pretty cool um and then some of these other activities right um around the base so you said you 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 helped out with the air force ball you helped out with a, a orphanage visit um was this for off-base orphanage or what was that
0: yeah so this was um if this was just like an off-base orphanage i believe it was during like valentine's or somewhere around there um where we went and we got to just hang out hang out with all the kids we got to play with them for hours um they got to paint, color, Um, it just, I don't know, it was just really interesting to go see how, you know, the orphanage was, get to play with the kids, um, see what their setup was like, Um, that was a really neat experience for me, Um, so for me personally, so I was adopted, um, so getting to see, you know, the orphanage that was here, and, you know, getting to play with the kids, it was just such a great experience, and I just, I really enjoyed doing it, and I think that's that's why I was really pushing to kind of want to get to do that and go with the people that were going. Cause I wanted to be able to experience that, um, you know, play with the kids. I think some also some toys and some other things were donated to them, but it was just, it was a really neat experience. And I'm really glad I got to be a part of it.
1: No, <clears throat> that's really good. Definitely. Um, and especially off base as well, you know, just helping with the community and, and I thought that, you know, being in Okinawa for me as well, um, I thought it was important that we were doing positive things um, in their community. Because a lot of times we we get a bad rap, right? Whether, you know, we're known for going around town with our musical loud and stuff like that, right? And and then like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, here we come, here comes the Americans per se, right? We, we, we don't, that's not the reputation or the image that we want to, that we want to have out there right we definitely want that when we're seen or, or, or if if we're to be in uniform and we're and we're off base that people are not you know immediately going to oh you know this is trouble or something negative um so i think when we do those things and we're involved in the community in a positive way um it definitely shows that um that we're ambassadors for, for the Air Force, for our country, and, um, and that do, we do mean well and that we respect their culture and all of those things. So I think that's definitely big time and important um, when we're stationed overseas. And you mentioned something about a trial, I still see it here. Oh. Was it a trial um, observer? right?
0: Yes. So I got to be, um, I got to go to a trial off base, like at an actual like Japanese courthouse. Um, and so I got to actually witness um, the person that was on trial actually confess to what they did. Um, that was not something that they anticipated happening. So I got to be a part of that, see how you know their court system works. Um, I got to take some really good notes and really kind of understand um, their court process, how it works. And that was a really neat experience. Um, it was unfortunate because of, you know, what, what happened, but just seeing it for full circle of what happened and getting to be a part of witnessing, you know, how, how their processes work. So I was really fortunate to be able to, to go see that. And then after I, I was able to see the trial, I ended up getting to go, um, to a prison, like the Japanese prison and, I got to interview um, two members, uh, two prison members with SOFA status. So that was a really neat experience. That was really bringing it full circle. Like, here's the trial. This is how this works. And then basically this is where they're going afterwards. And um, just kind of making sure that the relationship, you know, with the members that have SOFA status, they're being, you know, treated the way that they should be and that everything was good. I think that that was also a really neat experience um, because I actually got to interview both members that were there, so I never expected to be able to do that either.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Yep. Um, did you need to interview them for a case that you had on base, or?
0: So basically, um, if a member has SOFIS status that is in a Japanese prison, um, to my understanding of was that we check on them quarterly just to make sure that um, all the guidelines are being followed. Um, making sure you know their rights aren't being violated and just also it helps um, strengthen the relationship we have um, like you know with the Japanese government and making sure that we're everyone's following the guidelines and you know just asking them because a lot of the conversation was just like you know how's everything going is there anything that you need like making sure like their medical needs are being taken care of and that um, you know just it was just really just basic questions just getting to talk to them making sure that you know, they were in good spirits because I believe both of them were actually in there for life. Um, so it's just communicating with them, seeing how everything was going. And then um, that's something that they've been doing, I believe, quarterly or every couple months they go down there um, and, and talk to these prisoners.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, well, that's super interesting then. Um, it, uh, so the trial part of it, was it in English or did they have a was it a translator that was how how was that
0: um so they did have a translator so we were able to hear um they had a translator there so we actually sat behind the translator um so we were able to hear um what they what the member was saying and what all was going on because um the parents of the member was there um And obviously, you know, they didn't speak Japanese or anything like that. So we sat behind where we could actually hear what was going on and um, what the person was saying.
1: It's interesting that you say that they confessed um, because one thing that I thought was interesting when I went to Japan and you get the brief is that you you don't have... um, The right to remain silent, like you do in the states, right? There is no Fifth Amendment, there is no Miranda rights that doesn't exist. So when you're when you are taken into custody, uh, I don't think you can get released until you talk. You know, so you have to talk, and you you can't just say, "No, I'm not." If you're not talking, okay, that just means you're gonna be longer time in prison. So once you talk, then you're coming out. So I don't think there's an option not to not to. Not to talk.
0: Yeah, I would say definitely during her, um, because she did like, you know, her testimony and like, you know, what her version of what happened was. But during it, she kept changing her story and saying, well, I did it for this reason and it was an accident. Um, and then in the, middle of it the judge was basically just like okay so what happened because you're giving so many different versions of this what happened and then she ended up just kind of blurting out complete opposite of what she had been saying the whole time so um that's why I mean is that she kind of confessed because although she said she did it the reasons why she was doing it was consistently different and in the middle of it she's like no this is why I did it I didn't mean to do it and then everyone just kind of stood up and everyone was dismissed because it I guess because she gave such a different um testimony of what her version of what happened was um so that was just really interesting because in the middle of it everyone just kind of stood up and were like what's going on and she was dismissed everyone was dismissed and then i guess they went back until the next day but it was definitely an interesting moment of what just happened (laughs) they they definitely weren't expecting that
1: (laughs) yeah um all right so you've been doing a lot of great things here in, uh, or there in, in, in Yokota, right. And you've been getting involved. And, and, and another thing that I forgot to mention was that you even finished your bachelor's degree. So you completed your bachelor's degree while there as well. Um, so what is the, you know, what's the drive, like what's driving you, what's motivating you to, to, to just, you know, want to be excellent, to want to go above and beyond, um yeah what 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 what's 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 happening
0: um well so i actually graduate my bachelor's on the 21st i will be done i'm in week 10 out of 11 but official grades post on the 21st okay. um but yes almost almost there basically okay. there i i think my motivation for me is i just i have really great leadership that invests a lot of time in me and everyone here just really wants everyone to be successful. And so I think just having someone take their time to just kind of keep pushing you to like be better, believe in yourself and you know how it can help you in the future. I think that's really motivating. It makes me really want to do the best that I can and give, you know, someone's giving their personal time to help invest in you. It really makes me see that, you know, everyone really cares about me. They want me to be successful. They're really setting me up. Um, And I really think it's my leadership that motivates me every day to want to be the best like airman and just in general, best person that I can be. And I think that that I really think that that's my motivation is I don't want to let anyone down and I want to, you know, as much as they've invested in me, I want to give back and say, Hey, I appreciate what you're doing. You're taking a lot of time. Um, You know, this is what I've done. And I just, I just want to do a really good job because I want to it's almost like, thank you for believing in me and pushing me to be better. This is what I've done now. So I don't know. I think that's really motivating for me because um, like I said, this is my first experience in the air force and I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And I was definitely coming from a different world. And I think I've had a really, I think I've had a really great time so far and I think I've had amazing leadership.
1: Nice. No, that's awesome. And you know, it, for me because um, one of the reasons why we started the podcast uh, was to you know to kind of get more get to know more about the, the individuals that are that are you know doing great things and that are for our career field that are going above and beyond that are just being excellent Um and it just it really fires me up to see and to know that there are airmen out there that, you know, from the, from the start, um, they just motivated and, and and want to do more want to contribute. Um, and even being recognized at the base level, like that is, you know, and, and representing our career field, right? Cause even in your picture, I saw, you know, it says airlifter. And then in the background, you have all the legal books, right? So, um, and it's cool how they do that because I was able to scroll um through the pages and see the other airlifters, right? Um airlifters of the week. And they have like some sort of association with with where they work. And I saw one with the dogs. I, I, was, su- I was assuming they were they work with canine. Um and yeah, so it's it's really very neat how they do those things. So, again, when you see the representation of just the Jack Corps overall, it's just great. And then again, right, so we get we get the message from ONS that says, hey, this person was probably a month, and we get the blur. But it's just different, I think, to actually get to know that who is that person and get to know that person, get their thoughts on, you know, how, why did they join the Air Force, why did they do what they do. Um, what's motivating you to, to, to do the things that you're doing. Um, and I'm just, uh, you know, definitely thank you for accepting um, to do this podcast. Um, Learn a lot from you today. And I know that, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna continue to do great things um, in the Air Force and in the Jaguar So for as long as you want to do it, uh, to do that. So, um, yeah, thank you
0: yes no thank you so much um, like I said thank you for reaching out and you know taking your time to talk to me ask me questions I definitely had a lot of fun and I've kind of been having a lot of fun since doing the Air Force but like I said I really appreciate it and um, thank you so much
1: no absolutely um, and I hope that you have a great day over there because I know it's still see I'm, I'm about to get ready to go to bed um <laughs> you're just starting <laughs> your day right now so um but yeah, enjoy, uh, enjoy your quota. Hopefully, you know this whole COVID nineteen situation will be behind us here soon, and you can you can have an opportunity to not only explore more more of Japan, but also some of that the Pacific because there's so much. And that's the, that's the thing, right? Like you you're probably gonna leave with, and you're hopefully you don't leave thinking, oh, I should have done more. But it's just so many things to do that you know it, it, we can't help but feel that way. So
0: yeah i will i will definitely go travel and i think i'm gonna move okinawa up to the top of my list so (laughs) we'll get that in for sure
1: absolutely i've been selling okinawa so hard like i have (laughs) i have a brand new a1c here as well he's um he graduated PAG in may and i've been telling him about okinawa so he he didn't know anything about okinawa right now It's on the top of his dream list because i talk about that every day all day (laughs) yeah definitely go over there and check it out they have some really good um well obviously you can find some of the same things but okinawa soba you can only obviously get in okinawa and that's one thing that you may have to try um and the tempura is really good obviously the cocoa curry but the cocoa curry is everywhere i think cocoa curry i think they have it in yokota as well i'm not sure but have you seen those
0: we do yes we have that here too
1: right everyone's crazy about the cocoa curd (laughs) all right erin simmons well thank you so much and uh, yeah have a great day
0: awesome thank you bye sir
1: all right see you